laugh at this next part. In a world of political correctness and cancel culture, two comedians have risen up to prove that with the right angle, anything can be funny. This is You Can't Laugh at That. Who writes these? Huh? We should have this person locked up and looked at. Live from Golden Ox Studios in Cleveland, Ohio, it's Steve Mers and David Horning on this week's episode. Everybody's making lazy arguments because nobody wants to look into it, and then we're just supposed to be like, their argument is dangerous. It's like, well, your argument's dangerous as well because you don't know fucking shit about it. It's like, fake news is only dangerous when you don't look into it, and you just share it blindly. The media sensationalizes anyway. That's their job to get views, to get subscriptions, to get clicks, to get advertisers. So yeah, you've got to appeal to people's emotions. What was it, 93% of uh, Black Lives Matter protests were peaceful? But you, of course, you got to focus on that 7% and, and spin this narrative for people who don't exist in that world. And they spread that knowledge to other people. And that's where the danger is. Can't get enough of You Can't Laugh at That? Check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash you can't laugh pod. And when you become a patron, you'll get exclusive access to deleted footage from every episode. You'll be the talk of the town. Your friends will think you're the coolest person ever. Patreon.com forward slash you can't laugh pod. Find all sorts of new reasons to laugh at your friends for not being as cool as you. It's a very relevant topic, and it shouldn't be, but (laughs) it is, but also it's been around since the beginning of journalism, from tabloids to, I mean, everybody, there's no such thing as as an objective news source. And then that's how things like conspiracy theories and QAnon and all this stuff ends up on the front page of a mainstream media source like Fox News or, or you know, I mean, it, CNN's guilty of it. They're manipulating us and we're going to talk about it today uh, because this is You Can't Laugh at That, the podcast where we take topics that you can't laugh at and we find ways to laugh at them in the never ending quest to prove that anything can be funny. With me, David, comma, today is Jeremy Demery. Our producer, engineer, extraordinaire, live from his bunker. Jeremy, what's going on there? I hope no one finds me. That's the goal. Um, At goldenarkstudio.com. Like- <laughs> <laughs> goldenarkstudio.com. Follow us on social media. And <laughs> I love how like comedians are the easiest to stalk. Like yeah. You can never <laughs> lose an, uh, an obsessive ex because it's like... Don't show up at the funny stop tonight and tomorrow night at seven thirty and nine thirty. Like that's especially if your name's Stacy Abigail. Yeah, I made that name up. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty impressive. It, we almost went with two first names. Speaking of two first names, uh, our our guest today is Ray Roberts, now currently living in Wisconsin and uh, performing regularly in Appleton. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What's the scene like up there, man? How's it going? 
Uh, it's, it's different. I know that I'm a lot to deal with. And like, so I've been trying not to be that mm-hmm. like it for, for like the longest time, like I stuck to like when in the Northeast Ohio days that were so long ago, a whole three months ago, um, <laughs> it's been ages. Yeah. It feels like forever. Um, but like for the longest, like I just didn't go to Cleveland because I like, I, I know I have my persona of like, I'm great at everything. And it, it takes a lot, like for the long, like people who I've been friends with now for years are like, you're an asshole when you first meet somebody. And then it like takes a minute to like, Oh, that's just like, that's the persona that you have to do to like challenge everybody to do it. So I was like, I'm not going to do that when I moved to Milwaukee. And then of course the first set I do, like I sign up first on this open mic list because nobody signed up before sixth. So you're going first on an open mic in a pandemic and you're brand new in town. Nobody's paying attention. So of course I call out everybody in the room and I'm like, look, motherfuckers, like we're all all stars here. Congratulations for signing up no sooner than six, but I'm going first to break the ice for you. Here's some shit. And then now nobody likes me and I wonder why. And it's and it's I've been trying not to do that, but every once in a while you have to be <laughs> you have to be the guy. <laughs> you? No. Yeah, Listen, I know. motherfuckers, I run this town. Yeah, I just got here. You don't know me, but I'm going to talk to you like I've known you for 30 years. But that's like, that's also, I'm not ashamed of it because that's how you, like, you're not going to get something unless you ask for it. And you're not going to get respect unless you demand it. So, like, I'm not going to be punked by some open micers in Milwaukee. I've been paid to do this. Yeah, you just walk into the room and just hit the biggest guy. <laughs> right. I listened to John Bruton on your podcast last week, so I'm all hype. I'm like, you better respect me, motherfucker. Like, that's right. That's why I love John Bruton. Just to shout back to his his episode, just because he's like, he's like, whatever. Like, I don't care if you like me. I don't care if you don't like me. I'm Michael Jordan. I'm Kobe Bryant. I have to be confident going into this shit. And I feel like people are too, I don't want to use alpha versus beta, but I feel like people are too beta on like, we're all doing this because we think we deserve all the attention. Let's not pretend that we don't think we deserve all the attention. Let's just right. do it. There's a right. big I difference mean, yeah. though between confidence and hubris. So I think there's a lot of comedians out there that think that what they're trying to do is confidence, but in, re- in reality, they're being pompous assholes and dicks. So there's a big difference. Oh, for sure. You're you're more you're more like you're very certainly a very confident comedian, uh, but you're not an asshole either. Like one of my best friends, we were talking uh, Dylan Lusk. Well, like one of my best friends, I talk to him literally all day, every day. He's like, you don't understand how arrogant you come off, and it's like I'm not arrogant. I just, I know that I have to talk in a certain way. Like if I was like, I'm not shit at this, which none of us are shit at this. Otherwise we'd be on television. But like, if I didn't believe that I was good enough to be right up with those people, or I didn't believe that what I was saying behind a microphone is the most important thing to say at that moment. Why am I there? And it makes me stay to a certain level. If I talk all the shit and I don't hit that, 
like that's embarrassing and if i don't talk shit and i'm like all right whatever it's not a big deal but if i'm like i'm the best in the room i'm gonna be the best in the room and i'm whoever's room it is like bill squire and like when i would go do the comedy cabin i'm gunning to be better than he is because that's his room that's his crowd i'm going for him and i love the guy but like in that like it's a boxing match you're like i'm gonna be the funniest one in the room so when they leave they go yeah bill was great because he's always great but who's this guy and like that's what i want to do is i like every show is like when i'm hosting i'm going out swinging i know you're supposed to sell chicken fingers and sell drinks and be like set the table but it's like i want people to be like hey they should have given you more time and it's like go tell this guy like that's what i feel like a lot of people don't do and i feel like they need to you can't laugh at that when you turn on the tv this is the segue here this is the moment this is our (laughs) uh is is the idea that the media is manipulating us and it's good to be skeptical to a certain extent it's good to have some degree of cynicism like if you're just if you're just being fed stuff all the time and you're saying yeah that's that's the truth think for yourself and uh and that's why i wanted to talk because i listened to your album it's on spotify it's on is it on itunes it's on everything, but you can it's go straight to my website where it's free. That's what I wanted it to be originally, but I was too dumb to figure out how to do it. And so mm-hmm. I just like paid money and now it's on Spotify. So go, do it there so I get a couple dollars, I guess. Yeah. I don't care. It's out there. Yeah, it's called B-Sides, all that. I want to get into your bit and then we can start talking, get into the real, uh, the, the nitty gritty yeah. of fake news because it's it's something that is uh, just, it, it's a term that's bandied about <laughs> With far too much frequency nowadays. So uh, do you want to introduce the the clip? So the whole idea behind my album was, quote unquote, like loose quotes album, uh, was I was bored and I have like all these recordings in my pocket from like all these different spots that I do. And like, I was just like re-listening to all these shows. And I was like, there's a bunch of shit that I'll never be able to work into my actual act. So why wouldn't I put it out there as something that's out there? So like people are either going to like it or they're going to hate it, but it's all going to be chunks of stuff that's like individually shared. Like you can share it and it doesn't like take away from anything. Like you don't have to follow along. Um, So this clip is at uh, this old bar uh, called Cheese and Chong's uh, in Highland Square in Akron. And it was like a whole night of like people who were like, and it's like a a very liberal leaning room and like, they're very nice and you can kind of like open the air on it a little bit. And I've been working on this, uh, like I had been working on this moon being fake bit for like the longest time and it finally worked and it like sandwiched its way in. And I was like, it's never going to get better than this. So that's kind of why I released it. Um, And it was like, a big week of like fake news is like the, the problem, like uh, Zuckerberg needs to do something about it. I think it was like when he was in court about it. So it was just kind of like the whole, like it was kind of like poking fun at like the whole idea that um, fake news is bad. Yes, we all know it, but like, think about it like an adult, you know, it, it's yeah. kind of the point. So I don't know. The, the joke kind of walks you through it itself. Apparently. I don't know. Let's give it a listen. I need to stop saying things out loud that I know aren't true, but I heard somewhere. Because, like, I, it's, that's the best. Everybody wants to talk about how fake news is a bad thing. No, it's a good thing if you're an adult with a brain. Because, like, you get to Google things and be like, this is how some people think. And that's more fun. So, like, I just like to drop things that aren't true. Like, the moon's not real. I say it a lot. Uh, 
it's probably real. We'll go that far, but... Like, if you go outside and you look up, it's gonna be there, but what is it, really? It's... I, remember being in high school and, like, your buddy had a girlfriend that went to another school? That's what the moon is. You've got, like, old flip phone pictures that you don't really know what's going on up there, but they're just like, we were there. I promise. I promise real hard. Um, and you're just like, great, I'm gonna just believe that that thing controls the tides. Get the fuck out of here. Gravity my ass. Uh, this is a Fox News segment right now. <laughs> gonna be, I'm gonna put a new segment in my life called Things I Say Hi in Highland Square or Fox News. And then I'll wake up and listen to this and be like, what the fuck were you on? I don't know, I vote Democratic, but I think it's way too your phone, you get like a text, uh, air. Just cause, I don't know. That's that's my favorite is like I and throughout the whole album is like and that's my favorite part is like I want it didn't cost anybody anything unless they wanted to buy it and like yeah. somebody still complained that it was only 15 minutes long that you could hear my phone buzzing and I was like that's the whole point like it, that was the whole point of the yeah. whole thing was to like be punk rock self-produced and like I put it together in an afternoon sitting on my couch so like I never really Yes, I was excited to like put my own album out there and like mm -hmm. put my name on something and have it available. But like nobody said it was great. I, it, the whole thing is called B sides, all that. Like it's not like top tier shit. And somebody was still mad about it. And you're like, come on, guys, let's let's put our yeah. scope on this. Why am I going to go with my top tier stuff? And if somebody shows up to a show, they're like, I already know this. And it's like, yeah, why would why would I want to do that? Why would I want to burn right. my actual good material? Right. Have you done that bit since? Um, I did it once at a mic in Milwaukee. Um, and I mean, I've done it since that, but I haven't done it like since I released it really. Like I had been working on that premise of like the moon not being real for, I mean, a long time. Like just because like, it's one of my favorite conspiracy theories. Like I love conspiracy theories, but more of a, like more as a hobby like, I'm not going to, like, I don't look at QAnon because I know that that's, like, fake. Like, I'm not going to, like, go, like, say vaccines are, like, killing people. I mean, are they going to kill some people? Yeah, but that's what happens when you give medicine to millions of people. It just happens. Like, whatever. But, like... I, like my favorite one because it literally has no stakes is whether or not the the moon landing is fake and I think it's just a real fun thing to get in arguments with people about because it doesn't affect their life um, people have strong strong feelings about something that happened what is it 60 years ago now like it is so funny and people just get so hype about it and I know enough about it where I can like undercut the argument right off the bat so taking that fun for me and then like making it a stage bit was always just kind of like a project that I wanted to do and it just finally worked that night for whatever reason I mean it's a good crowd it's a hot crowd obviously you have to know the audience that's a big part of comedy you're not gonna you're not gonna go into a room full of of uneducated people and start talking about the moon they're gonna <laughs> because they're gonna believe you know whatever you say and that's and that's the problem with with the the whole fake news thing is if you 
say something with enough conviction and enough uh, repetition, eventually people are going to be like, you know what? He's right. Because because the cognitive dissonance is hard to deal with. So instead of having these conflicting thoughts, like this guy that I like keeps saying this thing over and over, but I know that what he's saying isn't real. Eventually you're going to be like, well, if you look at it from a certain angle, it makes sense. What he's saying makes sense. Like you're going to justify it. And but who uh, is that on? And this is, this is kind of like the whole point of like the rest of that joke is like me saying like, I vote democratic, but it's more fun to say that I don't just because like it makes people mad and it doesn't like, it doesn't matter what I say. It's like what I do. Like I do, like I've worked for the democratic party. I've given more money to Hillary Clinton than anybody who's listening here. Like I, I have done the legwork. So I feel like I have a right to be like, the Democrats are all lizard people because it's a funny thing to say and it gets people mad and you're like, and you're doing like, it's, on purpose because I can do the argument against it. Cause I know it so well and mm-hmm. it's on like, and I think you just have lost the nuance of, and there's a line, of course there's a line. Everybody will be like, Oh great. Another straight white guy talking to me about nuance. Like I get that, but we're all adults and we know where the line is. It's just some people have been like, well, this orange fuck on TV keeps saying this. So I can say, and it's like, no, like he, he's an actor. We yeah. you voted for him because he's popular. He's an actor. That's why you loved him so much. He said the shit that you wanted to say. Should you have made him president? Fuck no. Like he shouldn't be president, but he should like, but most of the people who are famous shouldn't be famous. You're an adult. You have a real life. Like you should know the difference. And that's on you. Like if he's like build that wall and he says it a thousand times, like a wall is not going to do shit. Like everybody knows that. Like he keeps saying they're going to pay for the wall. Like we're going to pay for the wall. And at a certain point, it's on me, it's on you, it's on everybody who hates him to stop being like, all these people are stupid. It's like, they're not all stupid. They just got caught up into it. And like, it's everywhere now. Like nobody knows how to quell this thing. And it's the same thing as like this week, like the Hunter Biden stuff comes out. Like the kid's like a multi-million dollar crackhead. And like the story gets buried. And you're just like, no, this is the most interesting story in the entire world. You can't bury that. And like, we've been calling Trump a Russian puppet for four years, but like Joe Biden's son is paid by the Russians to get natural gas stuff done. And we're just like, yeah, but that's not real. And it's like, well, you can't have it both ways and be like, that's fake news and fake news is dangerous. But also uh, when it's something I don't like, I'm going to call it fake news and it's no longer dangerous. Right. It's you get, you have to be, you have to be in that nuance of like, all right, fine. We, we were wrong on this one, but also who gives a fuck? Like his one kid making millions of dollars from Russia is different than all of Trump's kids making millions of dollars from us. <laughs> like it's, it's a completely different thing. Yeah. It's, it's the ability to step outside of this, this binary construct and, and look at it and be like, the whole thing's weird. What? Like, yeah. Every every single component of it, you can pick apart and be like, this shouldn't be happening, but it is. Why? Like, and you can disseminate that. And that's why I think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but from my perspective, that's that's the way I looked at this joke is like you're you're uh, punching down on Democrats to almost uh, antagonize people who who lean more to the right, like to kind of poke fun at that construct that uh perspective so yeah and it's 
it's kind of one of those like and i'm glad that you said punching down because it was like a note that i made for myself like yes i'm a straight white male in america i was born on third base and i'm like i'm ready to go home but like also like i was i grew up like one of the poorest families in a rich town so like yes we were doing better than other things all of my heroes are rappers from like new york who like like so you get like this different view and you're like all right cool and that's what all of us do like we're all comedians because we can see things differently than other people so Mm -hmm. it's lazy for everybody to be like you're punching down or you don't like you don't care about this you don't care about that of course you're gonna feel that way because you're straight weight it's like yes i get that i am but like it's different because we see like we see things differently than other people and instead of like hiding from it and saying like do you know what you're right just for the cause like yes for the cause we're all on the cause like we love it we get it donald trump's the bad guy like we're all on the same page that donald trump's Mm -hmm. the bad guy but he's fucking funny when you like look at it from the outside and you're like like to say that one of the people who has been in power for like the last 40 years in Joe Biden is going to do anything better than Donald Trump. And to say that out loud, you're like, Oh, so you're going to vote for Trump. It's like, no, but also know that like Joe Biden's probably the devil too. Like you're not going to like, it's not going to get better. It's just going to be different. And we're all going to be calm about it. Like it's, it's real weird. And it's a very, lazy thing to say like oh you punch down like you're not supposed to punch down it's like sometimes you need to punch down and get into the thick of it for the people up top to see that they're like it's punching down makes people who think that they're better than those people realize like the preconceptions they have of the people who are down like just the phrase punching down means that you think i'm better than those people that means you're better than those people so who says what's down and it's, it's kind of like a weird, weird thing to be like, you can't punch down. It's like, let's swing at everybody and see who it hits. Yeah. And like, if, if me punching down makes something better from the people mm. up top, mm-hmm. then that's the point. Like, that's actual action instead of like a Facebook post and like just going on with your day and like sharing the fucking black square and all that stuff. Like you're like, use your brain, use your voice, but also like use it in a real actionable way that's different not just because they're saying to do it well i punched down solely to let everybody in the room know nobody's safe (laughs) (laughs) everybody's gonna get it it goes back to like it goes back to the like why are you doing it or if you're doing it on purpose like if like i used to have a joke that was talking about like diva cups and it was just like a dumb quick joke and some girl came up to me afterwards and she's like i don't like that you make fun of that because diva cups save women in third world countries millions of dollars a year on sanitary products and i go i knew that because i did the research on this joke like i researched the joke and i said it on purpose and i know what i'm doing like i i know what i'm doing Maybe like all these people don't and like they just think that like I would call it a gross K-cup. Like I don't like and like people like it's a funny turn of phrase and and, like people might be laughing at that. But then they might go, I don't know what a fucking diva cup is. So they might, might like Google it and research it and see it. And it's on it's not on me. It's on it's my job to be funny. But also like I want people to think a little differently afterwards where if I just go in and I'm like, 
orange trump is orange and everybody's like ha 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 like the world is the fucking <laughs> handmade sale yeah you get them sis like like come on like what are yeah. we doing here like at least poke fun at everybody so like like how you said like everybody's gonna get it but it's not like i'm so edgy everybody's gonna get it it's like everybody's gonna get a little bit so you know that when i hit somebody else like it's I put as much thought into knowing how far to hit on that thing as I did for on your thing. So like, I know where the button is for you. I know it's going to trigger you, but that's what laughter is. Anyways, laughter is a trigger. You're supposed to trigger involuntary laughter. Are you going to make some people mad? Sure. But then they're going to get theirs. And then it's like, it's, it's on purpose. So like we were saying before, I don't even know if it was when we were recording or not, because you guys are very sneaky with the record button <laughs> is, <laughs> like if you're doing like know why you're doing it if you're being a shithead to be a shithead or if you're being mean to get to a funny part like know know that you're gonna get some shit on it like and that's where a lot of people are like if they're telling me i can't say this no they're not they're saying you're not funny about it yet like you're just being mean it's just not funny yet and some people don't have the patience to do it and take their lumps when they get it mm-hmm it's fair well, you, you talked about uh, a tool that I think is a lot of fun to play with. You, you're talking about how um, you joke about like voting Democrat. You joke about like that, the, the more liberal perspective, but you're somebody that is like knee deep in it, you know, mm-hmm. and to make fun of your own position, to punch down at people who agree with you, uh, that that's, I mean, that is a, a an incredibly strong tool. Uh, it's a powerful tool to use, especially when you're making a, a point to people who are ideologically opposed to you. You can connect with them because you're like, fuck liberals, you know, like they're, you know, these victim, you know, self-victimizing and, and um, you know, everybody's racist and xenophobic and homophobic. And, and it's like, no, we're human beings. Like, and then you make an opposite point about somebody who's actually doing those things that is their guy, they're more likely to laugh because you've made a connection with them and you have a stronger argument. Well, right. And if, if you look at your group and you don't go, what a bunch of fucking morons, like, Mm -hmm. like we're like the three of us, like three straight white dudes in our thirties who are allowed to vote. But are you not in your thirties yet? No, I'm not white. Okay. I'm, just, I'm just pale. <laughs> He's right. He's not. <laughs> Zero white. Yeah. Well, anyways, okay, go on. sorry. Sorry I assumed by your... You, sorry you identify <laughs> as different than white, but your appearance is... I'm discreetly <laughs> ethnic, sir. Discreetly ethnic. But, like, that's that's the whole... Like, that's the whole point of it, is, like, you can't not look at that situation and be like, you can see where somebody who didn't there's no excuse for being an asshole in the real world and like being like, I I don't think Jeremy's rights are like different than mine. He shouldn't have the same rights because he is ethnic. That's different than being like, all right, everybody needs the same thing. And it's like, well, some people are better at things than other people. And like, once you lose that nuance, like that's exactly when you lose other people. So, and that's kind of where it's like, I know that like thinking that, every single person should have their own like 
he, she, her, them in their Twitter bio, I know it's absurd and I know it's hilarious. So I want the other people to know that everybody, most people think that that's ridiculous. So we're all on the same page. I just also think that they should be able to get married and have health care and get an abortion if they want. Like you can have both things of like, hey guys, how about we calm down a tad bit? But yes, you deserve the same rights as everybody else. Like that's not even, that shouldn't even be a question. Right. I, I, the last thing I want is just to be in an echo chamber where everyone has the same thoughts and everyone agrees with the same things and thinks the same things are wrong. It's like, no, there's no, there's no growth there. There's no, like you can't learn anything in that environment. You know, I would rather learn from somebody who's totally opposite from me and maybe get a new perspective on the way I'm doing things. Um, than you know, than be right all the time. I'm wrong most of the time, you know, mm-hmm. but, but I'm willing to learn. Like, I I would rather be long, wrong and learn something than to have every single thing I say be right. Things have been so polarizing lately, though. The echo chamber does sound pretty good, though. <laughs> I, I just want I want people to to care more about other people's well being than their own. Like if I'm, what's in it for them? Yeah, if I have the opportunity to be successful. I'm going to go for it. But if I know that it's going to like ruin somebody else's career or ruin somebody else's day, I'm not as interested in it. I'm like, now I'm trying to find new ways to go about, you know, reaching that goal or, or, or getting to that point. But also I think something that you said, I think that's something that you said that's very important that has kind of gotten lost in, I mean, especially now when we're all stuck at home and the only interaction we have is like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, where it's black and white on paper. There's not, there isn't nuance, but so many people are afraid of being wrong. Time tells what's right and what's wrong. Like right now, we're all like arguing about like the 150 genders on Facebook when in 30 years, Facebook might not even be here. And we're all like dying on a hill about it. And it's like, mm-hmm. nobody's going to care that you took the the right side of that stance. Like be wrong every once in a while. And that's kind of the point of like, the moon bit is like, I will say something I know isn't true on purpose just to be like, all right, let's see what this guy's going to tell me about it. Like that's where you're going to learn about something or you're going to learn about somebody is you're just like, Hey man, I don't think gravity is a, is a real thing. And they'll be like, well, you know, it's really just a theory and they've never really been able to prove it. I mean, the math says it's there, but there's not really any proof. And you're like, all right, cool. This guy has like looked into like nonsense. Now we can have a nonsense conversation. Mm. And you're like, and you can kind of do that. Where if you're like, well, the sky's purple and it's purple because I believe it's purple. And you're like, well, now I can't even, I can't, I can't go anywhere with this person. Like, yeah. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, we're not rooted in the same reality. That's like, I can't have a conversation with a comic who gets three laughs in 10 minutes and then comes up to me and is like, I just killed. It's like, wait, you what? Like, did you did you not hear? You got three laughs in 10 minutes. What are you talking about? Like, I'm a professional comedian. Uh, I got paid $20 to do this set tonight. And it's like, well, I mean, yeah, I guess that technically makes you a professional comedian. But like, (laughs) is this the only $20 you're going to make this month? How are you paying rent? Like, are you like, what? that's. Yeah, if we don't live in the same reality, (laughs) 
makes it right. a lot harder and it's to like, have a conversation. I call myself a pressure. I, I'll do it around my house. And I'll just be like, I'm a professional comedian. I know what's funny, but like, I'm not going to like go to like, like I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to go and hang out with David and be like, as professional comedians, it's like, no, I still have to go fucking hawk generators on Monday. Like, yeah. that's, like that's what I have to do because I'm not, it, yes, we get paid money to do comedy semi-regularly and that's better than 99% of people who set foot on stage. So yes, that deserves some recognition, but like you had a bad set and even like when you had a good set, it wasn't that great. Like just live in the reality of it. I'm so self-critical, you know, I mean, I can have a good set, but if I'm not getting like the big laughs, every line that, that I think deserves one, it's like, I need to work on that. So I get those. I don't live in a world where I'm like, man, I killed just now when, you know, I, I made a few people laugh, like in a room of 20 people. I'm not, that's, that doesn't help me at all. It doesn't help me at all. And it doesn't help the people around me at all. If I, if I, I live mean, in you this also world have to I'm be like, a great. little delusional. Like you have to be a tad bit delusional because yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. otherwise you wouldn't keep going. Yeah. Oh, oh sure. I but mean, I go so in delusional. and like, all right, I did what I intended to do, but now I have something new to work on. But not so delusional that you're disconnected from reality either. Right. The best you can oh, do sure. is get your point across that you're a well-educated idiot who's confident that they know nothing at all. I think that's yeah. the best you could do as a comedian is trying to get that point across that, like, I am confident that I am the dumbest person in the room. And your performance <laughs> needs to be as good, if not better, than the audience. And the last thing I hate is when somebody's like, I and it's kind of goes to like my whole structure and it's something that I've talked about before on another podcast. Like I don't want somebody to be like, I know, like I kind of knew where that joke was going. That's the last thing I want to happen. Like I want to, I want to take something and it's going to sound like I'm sucking my own dick a little bit, but I want to take something that's like not funny, but make it like, make it funny. And like, there's a guy I used to sell cars with and he's like, ISIS isn't funny at all. What's funny about ISIS? Do you know what? I'd spent the rest of my day at work making a list of how ISIS would be funny. Like that's, that's what I did the rest of my day. And I was like, it would be hilarious if they had sponsorships on like their hijabs. It'd be hilarious. Like if they had their own NASCAR car, it'd be funny if they had their own chive website where they had the jihadi hottie of the week. Like these are all <laughs> things that would be hilarious. And he's like, all right, now I kind of get it. And it's like, that's where it's fun. Like any, like, yeah, fart, nobody's going to be funnier than a fart or somebody falling down, but also nobody wants to go pay money to see somebody do that. Like that, that's what you want to do. And of course, like dicks are funny. So there's always going to be dumb dick jokes, but you also, for your own sanity, you have to be like, do you know what's real funny saying that the moon isn't real? Why is that funny? Because some people believe it. I kind of like sometimes it depends on how high I am. Sometimes I'll believe it and then I'll wake up and then I'll just be like, Oh shit. Like that's stupid. But that's how some people really think. And you're like, that's hilarious in itself. But how do you project that to somebody who's like, the moon's always been real. The landing happened. It moves everything. And you're just like, that's like your job instead of just being like, Oh yeah, the moon, you know? Yeah. I'm on a crusade to prove that the moon is real, but <laughs> like, that it's flat. Yeah. Well, it's hollow. Like, and that's yeah. the best part about like saying that the moon isn't real is then you get to like research all the cool shit that like the moon, like scientifically 
when they shot from the moon, it rang like a bell for like a long time. And like NASA doesn't know why. So like some people think that the moon is hollow and something's inside of it. So like just by starting with like a dumb, like stupid base premise, like where everybody's like conspiracy theories are dangerous. It's like they're dangerous for lazy people Mm -hmm. because if like you actually look into it every single site by the end like jfk shooting all that stuff like yeah the government killed him but like when you look at everything and then somebody's like is the pope hitler and you're like god damn it like you had me for a little bit and then you just know it's a crazy person (laughs) what do you mean the moon's not made out of cheese right and it's like and it's fun like you get to look into it and you're like all right let's say the moon is made out of cheese and then but like somebody's you have to think of the least common denominator all the time now. Like, no, there's 17 people. Like I was trying to make a bit about the, uh, like when the guys were doing like the Tiki torches in Georgia or whatever, because they were like more than a, the story was there are more than a dozen people in a Georgia town trying to take over the town. And I was like, do you know how many people is more than a dozen? 13. 13 people is more than a dozen. 13 people showed up and like you, me, and somebody else could have gone and beat up these nerds and we're supposed to be afraid of them. Like it's, it's just sensationalism and you have to like, it's lazy on our side to be like, Oh, all these people are taking over these towns. It's like, it's 13 dudes in a truck. Like we could, we could handle it. Or it's like, and it's the same on the other side where it's like, oh, they're tearing down statues. It's like, well, we're tearing down racist statues that were made in the 60s to like rub it in. Like those were put up to go against the civil rights. Like it's everybody's making lazy arguments because nobody wants to look into it. And then we're just supposed to be like, their argument is dangerous. It's like, well, your argument's dangerous as well because you don't know fucking shit about it. It's like fake news is only dangerous when you don't look into it and you just share it blindly. The media sensationalizes anyway. That's their job to get views, to get subscriptions, to get clicks, to get advertisers. So yeah, you've got to appeal to people's emotions. So that's why it's like, these guys took over this town and and they're coming for yours too. It's like, well, there's some truth to the fact that maybe they took over the town to an extent, but I mean, when you watch like Fox News, you would think that cities like New York and Portland and Seattle are on fire, but it's only like a couple block radius and it's for the most part subdued. Like you would think that the world is burning where, you know, what was it? 93% of uh, Black Lives Matter protests were peaceful. But of course you got to focus on that 7% and, and spin this narrative for people who don't exist in that world. And they spread that knowledge to other people. And now there's this just alternative reality going on and we're all living in the same uh, in the same like world but in different universes and that's where the danger is i've been doing a bit about uh billboards in wisconsin because like i have to drive all over to get like good shows and there's just like a bunch of billboards and like one of them is like you're the sign is just a white cute girl that says your suburbs aren't safe that's the sign. And it's like a phone number. And like, so to me, like the bit is like, so what are they not safe from? And they're like, well, you know, and it's like, well, no, I don't know. Like, and it's like, but you know what it is. And like, and that's kind of like, that's the whole thing is like, well, just say that you don't like black people, guys. Like, yeah. just do it. Like, be upfront about it. Don't be mysterious. Like, we know what you're trying to do, but don't be cute about it. They want right. to hear you say it first. They know it's a safe space to say it in. That's what they want. That's what it is. 
Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> you know. And well, that's like the turn is like uh, they'll be like, well, the like they're not safe and like people disappear when they're in the area. So I was like, oh, black holes. Yeah, black holes. I would not want in my neighborhood. Like the property value would go down instantly. Like, yeah, nobody knows what's on the other side. Yeah, and you're just like so, so like it's, and it's like a joke. I haven't figured out exactly how to hit it right, but you're like you start with the like oh black, and people are like oh shit, he's gonna say that they don't like black people. And so you're like no, but black holes, they're like actually literally dangerous. It's a real dangerous thing, and like so, it's gonna take me a while to make that funny. But it's like the idea of them being like, well, we can't say that black people aren't safe, so we're just gonna put like this white blonde chick on a sign and be like, Hey guys, just so you know, they're not only in the city, black people are allowed in the suburbs now. And it's like, well, just say that then and be like, just be racist. Like don't be cute and racist. Like you don't get extra points for being cute. Right. Well, you're taking the stock footage of some, some girl. You don't get points, but you get plausible deniability and that's what they want. You don't get points, but you get plausible deniability. I think you can play in the vagueness of it too. Just like your suburbs aren't safe. Well, from what? Yeah, but it's a, it's the same thing as like sharing your pronouns in your Twitter bio. Like you don't really give a fuck, but you just just it's plausible deniability. So when somebody looks at your Twitter bio, like you're not like transphobic or like you're not anything because you share what your pronouns are. And when you did the like in mine, like as my stupid thing is who is Ray Roberts, my pronouns in my Twitter bio are who slash who. Like it's just like it's like a little subtle jab of like it doesn't fucking matter what it says in your thing. Like it just be nice. Like right. it, like if you're gonna be a shithead, be ready for shithead things. And that's like I'll be a shithead on purpose sometimes and I'm ready for shithead things. I'll make my own friends pissed at me for like a week and then I'll show up and be like, for like you took the bite like you took the bait of all people. Like I've known you for seven years and you know what I'm gonna be like, you know I'm gonna do it, and you still took the bait. And you know that's like me just sitting at home because it doesn't fucking matter. Like anything online doesn't matter. That's made to be fun and people take it seriously because we're all our parents now. Like, and that's the biggest problem is like online isn't dangerous. We're our parents. We're everything we didn't want to be. And I think our last bastion of like not feeling like we are that is to be like, everything's racist. Everything sucks. We didn't do anything to do this. Now we have to fix it. And it's like, well, we're doing the same fucking shit. Like we're not doing anything different. Yeah. It's the same thing over and over again. Um, I think, uh, I think too, uh, you think about like, for example, if you're going to be an asshole, get ready for asshole things. So the president, for example, for years, he's been just attacking like the media, fake news. You're bad at your job. He calls them names. And then when they like come out with a report about him that isn't favorable, he's like, they're picking on me. It's like, dude, you've been. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I, that's what I don't understand. It's like my parents have that argument all the time. It's, you know, well, if, if the, the media is just always picking him apart and it's like he's doing that to them. If he were to just be like if they were to come out with a story about him and he's like, so what? Here are my results. I'm going to keep doing my job. It wouldn't be fun for the media to, to pick to like come out with all these constant stream of stories. He's also the president. Like, yeah, you're, he drives like, the narrative. That's the that's their job is to pick apart the president. Like we got too comfortable with like the cool, 
like we had the cool black guy for eight years and like we got too comfortable of like everybody wants to be part of like this great narrative of everything going good and then we forgot what like a disaster the world is like mm -hmm. as soon as like just somebody who's not like debonair and like good looking and good with words as soon as that's done it's the same world right. like we're in the same world we just have a shithead who's who's pushing the narrative now so like yeah. everybody thinks the world's against it like the the fucking media went after Obama too, but it was for dumb shit because they didn't have real shit to go after. Like it's yeah. always been the same, but he handled it better. Like it, yeah. it's, exactly, and like the neo Nazis are coming. Like the neo Nazis were in the nineties. Did we forget about like Oklahoma City? Did we forget about like them going into like the woods? Like they've always been there. It, it's just we see everything now, and there are guys there. Like, we can't like, just call a spade a spade and be like, all right, the world's always been fucked. This is how we're dealing with it now. Instead of being like, where the fuck did this come from? It's like, it's always been there. You just weren't paying attention. Say you weren't paying attention and we can all move forward as normal adults and get rid of the 30 people that are a problem. Like, I want to know where they are. I want to know who the racist is. I love when people have American flags and Trump things on their truck because I don't need to be friends with them. Like, yeah. I don't need to talk to that person. Yeah, why is that your identity? Yeah, like, and I work with people who have, like, Trump 2020 face masks, and I'm like, this is a wild, you're putting somebody else's face, like, name on your own face? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, do you not understand, like, at, at any point that you're putting another, I forget who it was, but they're like, if you wear somebody's sport jersey, like, if, if LeBron James sees you wearing a LeBron James jersey in public, and you're a grown-up, he's allowed to fuck you. Like, that Crystalia. is, like, if you... Is that was it? Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a great, uh, great person to drag that from. But it's a great bit. But, like, <laughs> it was a great bit. <laughs> like if, <laughs> if Trump sees his name on your face, then he gets to face fuck you. Like that's the rule. And yeah. like, it, it, like you can't. Like I'm not gonna wear my works logo on my face. Why would you pay money to wear some other man's name on your face? Right. Like, what a right. weird thing that you trick yourself into. But I also Lee is like, if you're 16 and you own my album, <laughs> I get to fuck you. <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram, I will text you. <laughs> now I have to throw away all my Nick Nolte face masks. Uh. Thanks, Ray Roberts. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But like, it's like, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense that like, it's the people. And I mean, like I said, I worked in politics, so I get like that being your identity for the longest time. Like I was like, I'm one of the good guys. I'm voting for this. I'm voting. It's like, yeah, but also they don't get like at the end of the day, they don't give a shit about you. Why are you giving up your entire personality and your entire narrative and everything you say and do is to get Joe Biden or Donald Trump or fucking Joe Jorgensen, who's not a real person like you're going to get them elected. You can't laugh at that. I grew up in a, in a conservative household. So I've seen, because like I, I ask questions. That's like, I've always been somebody who asks questions. I got in trouble for asking too many questions. I, I like to know why certain people behave in certain ways. And so I'm watching Fox News just go from a right-leaning uh, like news source to propaganda. And it's, it's baffling. And the, the, just the alternative reality that people live in is interesting because like, I understand people are looking for someone else to blame, but that's so easy. It's so much easier to blame than it is to do research. And, you know, I, and that's, I mean, this goes back to the education system, but 
you know, we're, we're conditioned to not ask questions and that's unfair. That's, if we ask more questions, we would learn more things. That's the best way to get answers to things. Like rather than claim well, I have the answers, I want to ask more questions. 100%. And that's something like I've personally been like, I'm currently in the middle of like going through a whole, just cause like everybody else in 2020, like everybody's gone through like their huge depression swings. Everybody's gone through like a bunch of changes, like the world's falling apart around you. And it's like, for 10 months it's so easy to be like woe is me like the or world's ending what who gives a shit and it's like one of those things where like i was like all right if the world's gonna end like i want to be on like the right side of myself for this and it's kind of like so i've been personally like and i've always been like in a huge like crisis of faith thing like you like i always ask questions i almost got kicked out of confirmation classes from being like so wait you're trying to tell me that gandhi's in hell right now and like it's so like you're doing like this whole thing so you're asking like the questions and so like i've been doing a bunch of like research trying to like work on my brain and all that stuff and it's like one of those like the more you learn about education system too is they kind of they just teach you to be smart enough to run factories and like right. do your job and do everything. Right. They don't want you doing the critical thinking. So now mm -hmm. when companies are legitimately coming straight, like we have the technology now to go straight at what makes you do things in a triggered way, quote unquote, like, but even a subconscious way, like as soon as we have, we know exactly how to get it down to what David Horning wants to do at 1230 on a Saturday night. Like we know as soon as he's done with his show, he's going to want to have a drink, but we want him to have our drink. So I'm going to hit him with a push message at 1229 saying, Hey, you should try this for 10% off. That's when it's dangerous is when you can like, that's what it's kind of being weaponized is the whole problem, not just fake news, but it's the whole direction of, we know what's going to hit like white suburban people to get them to share it. The suburbs aren't safe. Guess who lives in like the, most people live in the suburbs. So that's, what's going to go viral is everything isn't safe. Everything's a panic. When you look out the window, it's going to be fine. Everything's yeah. perfectly fine. The secret police were in fucking Milwaukee a couple months ago and nobody gave a shit because guess what? They don't live in Milwaukee. They live in the suburbs, but the suburbs aren't safe. And like the secret police are taking over cities. Like they know how to like set the narrative and do it. So, so weaponized now, but it's also on us to be like, all right, I'm also a grown ass man. I went to college. I know how to read books. I know what they're doing. Like, so it's on you to be like, yeah, what the fuck? And like, talk to your 50, 60 year old family. Like, it's so easy to be like, everything's the problem. Everybody's so racist, but then you're still going to fucking Thanksgiving and you're not going to say shit because your parents are helping you pay rent because right. the world's on fire. Like it, you're going to talk all this shit online and get like your, your, your browning points and then like shit on somebody trying to make fun of that. And then you're going to go sit with your rich dad, like, Somebody online was like, I have to hide my OnlyFans account from my parents. It's like, that's because they're paying your bills. Like that, you don't want them to know that. Like you have to like be cool and like do it as a secret when you're 28 now, like either, you can't have it both ways. Like the world isn't terrible, but the terrible people are paying for everything. Like you can't, like, you can't shit on them and then take what the blood money you say is made in a terrible way. You can't have that pay your bills and be like, I'm one of the good people. Like it, mm -hmm. it doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, you, you look at the narrative. I mean, you, you turn on the news, it's all 
it's all sensationalized. It's all manipulative. It's all, if you watch this news story, you're going to be angry afterwards. So you're going to find another news story that reaffirms your anger. And, and then you may comment on it or share it on social media because we're, we're emotional creatures. Like we're driven by our emotions. We like to think we're rational, but in the moment we're incredibly irrational. And then we rationalize it in, in the past tense. So, I mean, just like the, the only fans thing, it's like, I'm mad at my parents and I have every right to be, but it's like, yeah, but what, look at what you're doing. You're also naked online for like a dollar a month. That's (laughs) that's a very, like, that's a very, like, do whatever you want with your body. But like, the only reason why you're making money is because it's weird for people to be naked that available all the time. Like Mm -hmm. at least point at it and be like, I'm making money off of this because it's a very strange thing. Like you can't be like, Hey, everything's cool, but I'm also charging money for it. It's like, it's the same thing of like, the suburbs aren't safe, but like we're we're gonna defund all like we're gonna take away all the money for like community services through like state taxes. Like you can't talk out of both sides of your mouth like that and and still like have anybody believe in it. And it's like it's very fun, it's very cool, it's very chic to be like everything's terrible. But like as soon as somebody goes, Hey, let's like calm down and look at the problem and try to attack it in a real way. Instead of being, instead of going like, no, everything's terrible. You're right. Like, let's go march aimlessly in the streets. Like it's it's like, fine, let's do something about it. And then this, like when you look at the do something about it person, like, see, you're the problem because you're not standing next to me. It's like, no, I'm, I'm sitting in a room trying to figure out what to do about the problem while you guys are out. Like, marching and there's nothing wrong with marching but like you're just mad and you're doing like you're doing nothing by doing something instead of like sitting still and actually trying to do something about it right every once in a while that's why they tell you if you're mad wait two hours to say something about it and if you're still mad in two hours that's when you say something because then you like get done with like that instant like let's go break some shit it's like yeah let's go break some shit but what do we do after that there are people out there with a message, but the message isn't sexy. You know, like mm-hmm. if, if you want to really sit down and break down the brass tacks of how we're actually going to reform policing and how we're actually going to, to reform uh, redlining and, and systemic racism, like that's not sexy. If, I mean, that would be the most helpful news story for the most people, but what's going to drive clicks? There's another car on fire. There's another, you know, uh, a cop hit somebody with a club that wasn't doing anything. And now everybody's commenting on that and sharing on the, sharing that and the message gets lost. We share things when we're driven by emotion for the most part. Every once in a while, I'll share an article that's like, wow, that's really interesting and like helpful. And a lot of people could use this. But guess what? That's getting zero likes. It's getting zero shares. But if I share a tweet that was offensive by somebody, I'm going to get retweets and shares and likes and comments. And, and that's, that is where media is manipulating us. So is it fair to say fake news? Let's see. Oh yeah. Rumors are fun. Like bad news. Always. It's always more fun to talk shit about, like, especially even when you're hanging out with your friends, like, the first time I'll see you, will be like, Hey David, it's great to see you. Like, it, like it's been so like kind of how we did, like, it's great to see you. And then you kind of like start picking on each other. Cause it's more fun. Like yeah. it's, it's just what you do. Like you want to go negative. It, it's more fun. It's more entertaining, but like, you can't also be like, 
you can't go to the movies and watch a war movie and be like, hey, this is super cool. I wish life was like this. This is super entertaining. When life is exactly like that. Like, <laughs> you can't be like, and you have to like draw the line. You're like, all right, this is movie shit. Like, yeah, I want to go. I want to stop cops from beating people. But then, I mean, it's not like the Jesus turned the other cheek. Because if you're going to keep getting shot, like, I'm, like, at this point, yeah, set everything on fire. But like when the first cop beat somebody like everybody should have just stopped and instead of being like it's us versus them it's like hey guys like this is this is not okay and now it's like the thin blue line blue lives matter it's like no they that's a job that's an occupation you chose to be in wouldn't you want like if generator salespeople were going around and fucking killing people i'd be like yeah what like this has nothing to do with keeping electricity on at somebody's house like killing the problem is not stopping other violence. You cross the line. People uh, were gonna get shot at the Joker movie. We don't need to fucking the news like, story about like, that. It wasn't fake. Like it wasn't fake news. But why would you put that into the universe? Like, why they just made like they made shit up. They were like, "What happens if somebody goes and shoots this up?" Like nobody did. They were like they were begging for it. Like the movie yeah. was good. It was a good movie, and they're like, this plays towards incels. It's like, incels weren't even a thing till last week. They've been filming this for a year. Like, right. what are you talking about? It's a, it's a classic like, coming-of-age story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a dark movie that's triggering to people. It's like, yeah, that's what you go to a movie for, is to yeah. see something that doesn't happen in your real life and makes you feel emotions. Like, yeah, I sit at home and watch The Office all the time because I want to be, like, I just want to chill. That's my chill show. It's relaxing. There's a laugh every once in a while. But when I'm paying $20 to go to a movie, I better feel something before I leave there. Like, yeah, the world sucks and it's hard, but, like, you're not going to bubble wrap everything. Like, not every, it's not like the safe space argument, but, like, when when you're choosing the entertainment that has no entertainment on purpose and no creativity, like, you want to know what the next beat is all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. What do you do with? I mean, I, I feel like everything that we've covered, like, is has layers of humor to it. Um, mm-hmm. Just our our constant addiction to that emotional response to that, like, I want people to think highly of me because of what I post on social media based off of this news story that I read. Like, I mean, you were talking about the whole Hunter Biden thing and then Facebook and Twitter banned uh, like Rudy Giuliani or I don't know if it was like Trump's tweet about it or or what. But, you know, I mean, social media is starting to put their foot down because now more and more is coming out that this might be a Russian misinformation campaign through Rudy Giuliani. And like you put the pieces together and and it's like, yeah, why would this laptop be at this random repair shop? in new jersey like but all of that is inherently funny that that is a real life story but it's also something that's been going on for the history of mankind Mm -hmm. like we've weapons of mass destruction was all fake and we Mm -hmm. went to that but robert Mueller, the same guy who was supposed to find those could like couldn't find that trump did something wrong like that's hilarious that that's connected man robert Mueller's at home like he's like where did i put my keys Yes, it's ups- if you look at it at the base level, it's upsetting. Like, it's all upsetting that, like, the world is in such disarray. But as long as you can take a step back and you're like, all right, cool. So, like, 
Joe Biden has a crackhead son that leaves his laptop at a computer store. That's a that's a great movie idea. Like, that, like <laughs> this summer—that's the inciting incident for sure. Yeah, like that's hilarious. But if somebody was like, "It's not funny at all. This might cost the election for Joe Biden. We need to we need to stop this from being on there." It's like, no, this is actually a really funny thing, and I'm gonna. And that's kind of where it's our job to be like, no, this is why it's funny. And pointing out the funny parts of it, but also still like you don't want to be just a joke telling motherfucker. But that's what our fucking job is, is to be a joke telling motherfucker. Like Mm -hmm. it's very it'd be great to go out there all the time and be Hannah Gatsby and be like funny once every four like four jokes but like you'll make your point but also like nobody's gonna go see you all the time if they're not having a good time like you're a comedian like you're supposed to shit on the king and he's the one person who won't get killed because he's shitting on the king but also like you have to be funny about it so even if you have to pull it back a little bit like be funny about it and you can get away with anything yeah, I was reading an interview with Colin Quinn, and he's he was talking about how uh, a couple came up to him after a show, and they were like, "You really made us think. Like, you didn't make us laugh, but we really got something out of this." And he's like, "Well, then I'm doing it wrong because my goal is to be funny. Like, I'm glad I made you think, and I appreciate that, but I have to find ways to to punch up the humor here. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I mean, Colin Quinn's great." that stuff like red state blue state is a phenomenal commentary you can't laugh at that i think we have a problem with going beyond our first emotion when we see a news story i think that's that's a big problem it's like you see the news story you get that emotional kick and then you immediately act on it and you had a good point of like waiting two hours if you're angry and then and then coming back to the situation and i think uh, as as a comic it's important to feel that emotion and then ask why, like, why am I feeling this way? Like, what are all the reasons why um, based off of like what I know and where I've come from and what I believe in and what I'm reading. And, and then I look more into it and then I realize, Oh, I just wasted all that time. Like trying to write something about this based off of this emotion. when I realized that I don't actually care that much about it, but the way that they frame things as, as journalists now um, is it, it's frustrating, you know, cause it's easy to read a headline and be like, Oh my God, I can't believe that. And then you read the article and it's just a very like cut and dry, boring story. <laughs> you know, I mean, so many well, of us will like, read a headline and be like, share this. You didn't read the story. Well, it's also like, it, just to bring it back to joke writing too, and performing is like, it's kind of on us as well to like, move with the times and not be like Greg Giraldo got away with, like he would say the premise, let everybody be like, Oh, uh, uh," and then be able to explain it. And then you're like, Oh, like at first it seemed real shitty, but then it ended up being good. And Mm -hmm. like being like, they should trust me. I'm here. Like not everybody, like that's not the world now. Like you almost have to like ease them into the idea of like, Hey guys. And not to bring up Bill Squire every 45 seconds on this podcast, but he does that. Like, in his set, he'll be like, all right, now I'm going to do something a little dark. We're like, it's not that it's not even a dark joke, but if he were to just like be Bill Squire, like doing his headlining, like, ah, like his whole set is like very upbeat and positive, And like, I'm the goofy guy. And then all of a sudden be like nine 11 joke. You're like, yeah. yeah, what the fuck just happened? Like, <laughs> like, it's not that, but that's how he's like, Hey, it's going to get a little bit darker. If you don't like it, Give me two seconds to do that. And some people are like, 
and this is a compliment because he does a very good job of like setting the expectation. Like I promise it's going to get somewhere good where a lot of people are like, Hey, just so like, they feel like people should trust them into mm-hmm. doing that where it's like, if you're going to go from being like the poppy, happy, like happy go lucky guy. And all of a sudden be like, nine 11 was an inside job. Then you're like, well, you're going to lose somebody and that's yeah. on you. Like that's that you have to be like, look, now we're going to get a little weird. Like you trust me, you know that I'm funny. And even taking that second of being like, Hey, I know that we like all that stuff. Can we do some of this other stuff that I think is really funny? And you obviously think that I'm funny. So please trust that since you think I'm funny and I think this is funny it might be outside of your normal bounds let's go down this path and if it doesn't work then it doesn't work but at least you kind of told them and like now you kind of get the consent of the audience to do that and it is it's kind of important to do that because like i said it's it's supposed to be triggering and supposed to get that laugh out of nowhere but the last thing you want to do is be like hey, I'm going to shit on like one of the biggest tragedies in the world when most people have a problem with it. It's not a room full of knuckleheads that are just going to instantly think it's funny. Like on your podcast, you can talk about whatever you want because people are going to you for that content. There might be some guy's girlfriend there who's like, I don't want to hear about 9-11 for the next 10 minutes. All right, yeah. cool, go to the bathroom, get a drink. Like at least you know now. Like right. and it's, it's one of those things. Too soon. Pitting two groups of people against each other. You're just talking about a miscommunication of ideas in a very polarizing way. And that's how, I mean, that's how journalists are trained to write articles. That's how they're trained to, you know, present stories is like, you got to bring people in. What brings people in more than anything, us versus them, giving you a side as a, as a potential like reader or viewer, and then, you know, making you choose your side based off of the rest of the story. It's like, it doesn't get us anywhere. You know, it just needs to be, here are the objective facts, make your own decision. Yeah. And that's kind of like, that's where it gets confused is now everybody's part of the news. Like you, like everybody's got Twitter and I'm, I'm happy that more people have voices, but I also think that not everybody should have a voice and like, it shouldn't be like, and it's not based off of like creed, race, religion, anything like that. But it's like, I, I shouldn't have should I have an opinion on who should be president? Sure. Should I have my one man, one vote? Great. But I shouldn't have like a a famous person who has a hundred million followers on something. Their voice shouldn't be used for voting. Like, I don't want to see Kylie Jenner telling me to vote. I want her to, to sell makeup and like be a rapper's wife. Like, that's what I want. Like, that's what you're good at. Yes. You have your one vote, but like, you shouldn't also be telling people to vote. The, the same reason why you're famous is why you shouldn't be telling people to vote is people are irrational. They like what you look like. They like the, like they like your makeup, but they like you because you're dumb and they're dumb too. So I don't want a dumb person telling me to vote. Yeah. I want like, I want Walter Cronkite on TV being like, Hey guys, voting's coming up. Uh, this, these are the stories we looked into them. Like nobody watches 60 minutes when 60 minutes is the best news, like outlet in the entire world, because they'll do a story like three weeks after it happens and they'll get the whole story. But like, that's not when it's going to sell because some schmuck up the road was there too. And he's like, I saw, I saw this car on fire. It must be Antifa. And it's like, well, it wasn't really Antifa. The, 
the car caught on fire because of like a recall, like GM actually did this. Uh, this person was just wearing all black when it happened. So <laughs> now you have to like do a story in a day to like do that. And then all the facts are now. And it's like, everybody wants it then. And it's just like, you gotta like, wait a minute to actually see what happened. Cause when they do the retraction, nobody sees that right. like, when the real story comes out. Nobody sees it because the same guy who got famous for breaking that news isn't the one who does it. Cause he's afraid of being wrong. He's not going to be like, Hey guys, my bad. Didn't, yeah. didn't do that. Like it, the car just blew up and that guy was there trying to save the baby from the backseat. Like he, he wasn't putting a bomb in the car. Like, yeah. And it, that's what it is this. Time. Yeah. Yeah. It's harder to say that. I would love to see like high school newspapers uh, write the way that professional like journalists write. That would be <laughs> just like very <laughs> like set the science department against like the history department. <laughs> like, well, that's one uh, of the books that I'm like the book that I'm reading is uh, is about um, it's about like psychedelics in the church and stuff like that. Mm. But like, um, and that's kind of one of the things is like. Um, how the guy is talking about how like the classics department won't work with the science department and won't work with the history department just because all of them think they all have the best way to look at history. And it's like, well, in all honesty, like all three of you should be looking at this one thing on like, get the full picture of it instead of like, just your, like when you look at a painting, I'm going to see it different than you are. And, and like the painting of the guy who actually painted it, you have to like get everybody to be like, this is exactly what's going on instead of just your opinion on it. Like you have to get everybody's opinion if you're going to do it that way. And that's kind of the point of this. And so you saying that it's just like, yeah, you're going to get like the high school journalist being like, like the science department said this while the math department said this. And it's like, well, you guys are the same thing, but you yeah. just have a different thing because you want to be important. Right. Also um, too, do you guys think that it's on us as an audience or as a listener or a person who consumes media or news to have more of an attention span than just to read the headline. Cause I think that mm -hmm. so many of us get caught up in just reading the top part and then not reading the article at all. And there's nothing in that, uh, that news clip or the heading of the news clip that leaves us to believe that there's any more to read in that article other than the headline. Mm. well they yeah. almost train you too to like it's that same thing like what david said before is like it's a salacious headline and then you click it and you're like well the story's basically the headline but it's like a lot more benign so like now they'll like write a story so it reflects the headline instead of like the opposite and yes it's I would say on us as like performers and people who want to create media, we are part of the media. We should be doing that. So like, and that almost makes me more mad is when I see like other comedians will like share it and be like, this is what's wrong with the world. It's like, it's not for you to say what's right or wrong on the world. You're a clown. Like you make fun of all of it. Like you should be aside from it. You shouldn't have a team and that you should be doing that. But also you obviously didn't read it and you're like, you're, mad at somebody for using their platform the wrong way but you're doing the same thing by shitting on something before even looking into it like so it's like i hold people who say they're part of the media or entertainers or have like a platform like they're held to a higher standard than just like my grandma who like 
wasn't around when fucking cars were around. Like that's complete. Like that's a whole different planet than where we're at now. Of course, she's going to get sucked into something stupid, Mm -hmm. but also like she's 80. So get your life together. You should know what's real and what's not real by now. It's (laughs) you should, but again, you know, if you, if you're, you've lived your entire life in a system that punishes you for asking questions because it's distracting from meeting quotas, uh, which is, you know, everything's output driven. It's like, how much did you create? Did you reach your, you know, your level? That's all that matters. Like if you ask questions, you're distracting from that. And, and, you know, that's a, that's challenging to a lot of people. So, you know, when I, when I have conversations with my parents, I'll say things and my mom will just look at me with this just glazed over look in her eyes. Like I, I have questions about, the whole system like mm-hmm. that's and i'll repeat that that's probably the 10th time i've said that this episode but that's i mean that's what i believe i believe we should always be holding it to a higher standard not because i hate it because right now it's the best we have but it can be better it can always be better and you know not asking questions stops you from reaching that potential we're supposed to be the city on a hill. Like, if you want to go back to all these people, like, you hate America by saying you want it to be better, like, don't be here. We grew up learning that, like, people thought that the streets were lined with gold in America. Mm-hmm. Now, we're supposed to be the city on a hill. We're supposed to be the example for excellence. And then, like, as soon as you, like, you can't just say we're excellent and make it be that. It's the same thing with fake news. Like you can't keep, like you can't make up your own truth. And then when you look into it, it's not the same thing. Like you, you have to look at it the same way in the same narrative. Every single thing is like, cool. You want a good, like marketing push behind it. You want everything to look shiny, but like underneath it, it's a, it's a pile of shit. It might be a shiny pile of shit, but that's all it is. And it's on, it's on the people who make the system. It's on the people who are part of the system. Um, because there's more of us that like, perpetuate the system than there are the people who make the system to be like look we know like the narrative how about we live up to it but it's a lot of work and nobody wants to do the work right i mean i'm lazy too so like i'm part of the problem but like i also don't say that i can solve the problem or that anybody's inherently bad like to go through like my religion problem like i went through like a big buddhist phase and it's like you ground floor is life is is suffering that's ground floor for buddhism is once you realize that life fucking blows then everything else is like great like you're like oh i get to go like i get to go make money and like buy super cool shoes by selling generators like i hate doing that 40 hours a week but boy do i like nice shoes like it's like you have to do the shitty thing to get the nice thing and it's like all right the suburb aren't safe but like at least i'm safe like and it's one of the like you just kind of have to like that's on you to put that spin on it and then everything's not a marvel movie where it's like wrapped up at the end where you're like you have that glimmer of hope but you know fucking thanos is coming like you you have to just be like all right like the next shitty thing is going to happen let me enjoy the happy stuff now until that shitty thing happens again yeah, we got to beat this level to be ready for the next one. Like, if if we're still arguing over stupid semantics and who's right and who's wrong, while this thing is festering, like, we're not getting anywhere. It's a lot for- of two parent problems. Like, people with two parents are the only ones who have those problems. Like, <laughs> I don't talk to either one of mine, and I can like I can t- I can tell right from wrong because like my parents hated each other for fucking twenty years, and then finally got a divorce. And you're like, oh shit, life's terrible. It doesn't matter if it looks nice. And now you start with that whole thing. You're like, all right, cool. Everything sucks. Nobody's being honest with you. And so when you find like 
you find that genuine conversation, you find that genuine truth. You're like, oh, this is what it's supposed to be. And everybody thinks that that's what it's supposed to be all the time instead of like, like America's the city on a hill for like free speech stuff. We can get away with saying things. Uh, we have a great economy for some people. Well, like once you look deeper into it, like you have to like take those nuggets and like, all right, cool. Let's try to make everything up to this level, but they're not to that level. And you have to like live in those small battles and small goals, like anything else, like, like literally anything else in life. You have to be like, yeah, I have to waste 40 years of my life to get retired. But after that 40 years, I get to do fucking nothing, but then I'm going to die like right afterwards. Yeah. And that's going to suck. But for like that year or two, it's going to be great. And, like, it's the same, like it's the same thing. And you just uh, have to be like life. on that bound. Yeah. Like I'm going to drive two hours to do four minutes on a showcase. I'm not getting paid for But for those four minutes, my God, I'm going to feel like I'm on top of the world. Like everything else sucks about it but like for those four minutes you're like i'm gonna hold on to that for the next week until it happens again and that's what like i think that's what you have to do with all these news stories too is like they're just straight up stealing babies but like i'm gonna like make sure like i'm gonna try real hard to make sure my baby's not stolen because of that i'm glad they told me about that like they're like let's talk about all the babies that aren't stolen (laughs) yeah that's not as fun of a news story like (laughs) <laughs> little, a little whole bunch Kayla. of babies weren't stolen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kayla from Omaha, four years old, was playing on her bike outside of her house when an old Ford Escort pulled up. And today then she kept playing, and it was fine. Back yeah. to you. Today he just wanted to say hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, today in it was, Buddhism, it was the neighbor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He parked like to go to the neighbor's friend. house. That's it. <laughs> Back to you. Today in Buddhism news, it can only get better from here. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> the kids that weren't kidnapped that's yeah, gonna be my that's podcast that's like, <laughs> it's just, yeah just it's just a podcast talking about kids <laughs> that didn't disappear <laughs> yeah a dozen like a dozen people with tiki torches took over this town but let's talk about the thousands of people who were safe inside their house let's yeah. like that's the different story laughing how would you give advice to somebody who says, I want to write a joke about fake news or something that I saw on the news, the sensationalism or whatever. How would you go about that? First know that people are going to hate it for a while. Um, Like it's not, it's not going to go well the first time. Um, But also think of it as if you heard somebody say that, like think of it as, if it was something that you really cared about and you didn't think was funny at all, what would make you understand the funny part of it behind it um, and kind of write it from that direction? And that's kind of why to like open up the idea in that joke, I pick like the moon isn't real because one, it's ridiculous because you can see it. I even say it in the joke. You can see it, like it's there, whatever it is, it's there. The moon is real. What we call is the moon is real. And it's a ridiculous thing to say out loud. So instantly, I can't take that person seriously. I know they're joking around because they say the moon's not real. Like, maybe don't just start with, like, Anifa should run the government. Like, yeah, that'd be real funny if that was a thing. But don't make that the premise and then try to backfill it. Like, weasel your way into it. Hmm. And, like, the part that, like, we talked about is, like, that, like, 
the whole point of that joke was to lean into like, we want to say we're all super liberal, but we're gentrifying a neighborhood that used to be like, not the quote unquote best neighborhood by being in a Mac and cheese shop. Like we all say that capitalism is the problem, but it's actually pretty good. Like it's, it's actually a pretty good system. Is it perfect? No, but it's what we got right now. And it's the best it's ever been, but it's not perfect. So like, be able to play both sides of the fence. Like you're not going to change somebody by being definitive and it's definitely not going to be fun unless it's like purposely ridiculously definitive. Then that's, that's funny sometimes too. So like long story short is just be funny and it'll happen. I don't know. Be talented. Let's start with that. Be talented. Uh, and then you can, uh, you can do things. Make sure God shows you uh, to be very funny. And then you can write jokes as well as I can. <laughs> Make sure God shows. <laughs> That's the best response. Like at a certain point, you don't know. Like it's like, I, and that's like, I, yes, I go through the thought process of like, somebody's going to hate this at some point. So what am I going to put in there? That is like, obviously I'm undercutting myself. So I know it's ridiculous. So you can point to it and be like, yes, I know it's ridiculous. So you should know it's ridiculous. That's why it's also funny. Don't just show up on day one being like, I'm going to take down capitalism in a funny way. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 like tell it, yeah. Tell a dick joke for like four years and then maybe try economics. Like yeah. that's maybe, <laughs> it's a natural progression. Yeah. Yeah, like if I have two balls. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, any closing ideas, thoughts, non sequiturs uh, or sequiturs? Um What is a sequitur? I don't know. All right. That's a it's whole new episode. A, it's not a non sequitur. <laughs> it's the opposite of a non sequitur. Uh I'm just sitting here trying to figure out how I could be as blessed or as talented as Ray Roberts. Yeah, I think we all aspire. I don't see why some people think I'm arrogant. That's that's the point of this, is I don't... <laughs> Anything you want to plug? Any uh, Where can we find you on social media? All that. Um, Your podcast. I just revamped my website. Yeah, whoisrayroberts.com for everything Ray Roberts. Um, I just made an LLC, so I'll be getting uh, the information for that. So maybe I can be a real business person. Um, Browns Out of Town podcast. That's at Browns Out of Town. It's talking about Cleveland Browns football. Um, there is a little bit of like life shit in there too. So, uh, that's fun. Uh, we talk, we like base on stuff, but it's like based around the Browns. That's cool. Um, but at who is Ray Roberts on everything. Um, and I'm going to be working on a project. Uh, I'm calling it, uh, what the Manhattan project, uh, because it's going to be secretive, but it's, uh, kind of not really secret, but I think it's clever. And I, it's for legal reasons. I'm not going to completely go into it, but look for uh, the Manhattan project when that starts going, since this will be in a month, I might be actually starting to work on that. So I'm speaking it into truth. So uh, we'll work on that, but that'll be on who is Ray Roberts.com as well. Okay. Sounds like you're a busy boy. Uh, keep doing that. <laughs> stay busy. Yeah, man. Uh, good luck up there. Hey, thanks. Good luck down there. <laughs> hey, thanks. Uh, <laughs> he's been Ray Roberts. Uh, the other voice you've heard throughout has been Jeremy Demery. He's our, our token ethnic. And uh, <laughs> you're welcome. 
Yeah. And so I said, so just before we get out of here to make this go longer, um, just because you reminded me of it, I went up on a show and I was like, I just moved from Ohio. So I know I look like one of you, but I'm not one of you. (laughs) 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 Hey guys, when you're watching the news, it can feel stressful. It can feel negative. You can feel all kinds of emotions, but remember that no matter what you can find a way to laugh at that. Special thanks to Gold Knox Studio. You can find Gold Knox Studio for all your podcasting needs at goldenoxstudio.com. Uh, hit up Jeremy. He is fantastic to work with, professional. Uh, he makes podcasting easy. And uh, if, you're, if you've been kicking the tires on starting your own podcast, definitely give Gold Knox Studio a look. If you'd like to weigh in on today's topic, follow us on Twitter at You Can't Laugh Pod or like us on Facebook at You Can't Laugh at That and tell us how you did laugh at today's topic or how you didn't. This is all about the conversation, is what I'm saying. All right. Bye.